Welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show about overcoming adversity and making a difference. Your host, Philip Rampisa, interviews guests from all walks of life to help you succeed. Welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show where we give you all the tips that you need in order to achieve your goals, whether they are financial, entrepreneurial, about your career or just your personal growth. Today, we're going to talk about property investment, more specifically on the issue of the rights when it comes to tenants versus the landlords. I have with me a property expert, a wealth coach, and the CEO of Wealth Creation Network, Ntato Rabushaka. Ntato, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to it. Yeah, let's talk about, I mean, people that have invested in property have tenants and there's always issues around tenants and landlords in terms of who fixes what and how to avoid certain issues. So what is common law and what what are consumer protection rights in terms of their Consumer Protection Act and what other things are there when it comes to 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 tenants' rights and and the landlords? Yeah, um, I think the the first thing that we would do would be to describe exactly what laws, acts, and decrees are applicable uh, to tenants and to landlords in terms of their rights and responsibilities. At divided into three categories. Uh, There's statutory law. Uh, This is the Rental Housing Act. Then there is non-statutory law, and this is the most commonly used in uh, all the contracts that we have, and it's commonly referred to as common law. Then we have the uh, CPA. And all these things, they have uh, certain... uh, at say instances where they kick in for instance in terms of the uh, rental housing act it kicks in after the initial duration has been completed so if you have a 12-month contract and then you've stayed there for over 12 months now afterwards you guys say you're either going for an extension or a month two months then you are protected under the Rental Housing Act. In terms of the CPA, you are only protected if you are leasing from a company that does leasing for a living. So you are not leasing from Untado. You are not leasing from a natural person. Then you are protected under the CPA. But the most important one is the common law because then your contract differs from person to person. And it is under those conditions in the contract where it will be stipulated in terms of what are the rights and responsibilities of the owner and of the tenant. So that's very important. Mm. That's why it's important to read your contract because contracts are not the same. I've seen so many landlords who are downloading a contract from the internet and they just give to you. And you find even in that contract, they are mentioning of laws in the USA. 
and you are signing them now you are bound by laws that are not even having a jurisdiction in the country it's it's tricky but ultimately the terms and conditions if you have signed you are bound by them so that is why it's important if it's a fixed term contract you must make sure you just check in terms of cancellation early termination of the lease what does your lease agreement say uh, the most basic one and the most common is to say one month notice. So by the time you want to leave, you give a one month notice. And then from there, uh, when you've saved your one month notice, you are due your, your deposit and you are to get your money and the other things. Because once you go towards the CPA side, then you give that notice for early termination and you may be due to pay a certain smaller fee for early termination. And usually that small fee is equal to one month's rent so you must check uh, firstly what applies to me and what doesn't and then also read your contract and check that in terms of my contract what are my rights and responsibilities who does what in terms of uh, when do i occupy the property and then in terms of uh, making sure the property is well maintained and all those other things but i think uh, for for this the takeaway point is just make sure you know under what uh, act, law, decree, are you covered? You can't just scream, CPA says, but I'm a natural person. There's no CPA between us two. It does not mm. apply. Mm. So it's all contractual. Read. Yes, definitely. It's there in black and white. Read your contract because you are bound by it. Uh, and the, the most important things would be how much is the rental? How much is your deposit? Uh, what's your cancellation notice and how many days do you have to pay your rent? Because sometimes you find that you you end on the 25th and then you were fine with that, but now you move into another company, now they pay you on the 3rd and your rent is due on the 1st. But you may have provisions that say you must pay it within 5 days of the dates that are stipulated. So you have from the 1st to the 5th to pay your rent. So those are the minor things that you must look into. So read your contract. Yeah. Uh, my next question would have been, how does one terminate or cancel their lease agreement? But I think in a way you're answering that because then that will also depend on what the contract is saying. And perhaps when you have the contract, it's best to sort of read it and keep in mind certain things like, well, how do you terminate? Is that correct? Um, yeah, yeah, that's very correct. But also, it, it depends on uh, the type of person your your landlord is. Are they a juristic person or are they a natural person? If they're a juristic, a company, and that company purely deals with rentals, then you are under CPA, which means that it may be uh, someone owns a company and they don't own businesses, all these properties in their own name they've registered under the name of the company and the company is purely owning these properties and generating money from leasing them out. So that means you and this company, the CPA between you two. CPA says give 20 business days for a fixed term contract. A fixed term contract is defined as a contract that has a starting date and an ending date. So if your lease agreement says 
you are moving here on the 1st of October, you are leaving on the 30th of September, it's a fixed term contract in terms of CPA. If the owner is a company, now you're protected under CPA, you just give you 20 business days. This is a month because it's five days in a week, so it's four weeks. And then, yeah, you may be penalized small, but you are fine. But then if it's a natural person to a natural person, then uh, we're now talking common law. What does the contract say? But most of them, they give one month notice. I've seen contracts where they say, if you leave, you pay out the entire contract. It's it's crazy. Uh, hmm. I don't know how anyone can can sign that. And yeah. they've been challenged many a times. I'll just have to check as to what's the latest ruling on those ones. But it's it's a it's a crazy contract. Every hmm. contract, any deal that you get in, whether it's an investment or anything, those who are seasoned in the game of business will tell you whatever you do that involves money, you must have a way out. So, and this this next question I want to ask for me is really interesting because, you know, I've always been thinking about this. You hear every now and then that there are tenants that are not paying. And, you know, I, I'm just, you know, a common man. And sometimes I just ask myself, what would happen then if you get guys from Ikasi 5 and you get this person out and you evict them, you know? What what will be their recourse, and what are, what what are the legal implications if one was to do something like that? Uh, and Tato? Um, first of all, it's illegal. Uh, secondly, in some instances, it's inhumane. You find that you are illegally evicting someone who has a family. Uh, they are living there. They are with their kids. The people that you are getting to evict them, they are not trained to do such evictions. So they will just get there, abuse people, beat people up. What if there's loss of life in the process? You don't know. You just got people uh, to come and remove people from your house. So it's not the right thing to do. I understand that you, you have costs. I understand that you are losing money. This person is sitting here but what we know in south africa is that the landlord may not disconnect any municipal services and this includes water and electricity so in terms of the housing uh, uh, the rental housing act it's very specific you will look into regulation 12 which focuses on unfair practice uh, you cannot uh, make sure that you stop the supply of services you cannot change the locks of people who live there there are consequences to that and you can be charged criminally so you're a businessman you've built your brand and there's this one person who is not paying you decide to get your guys they will take you to court they will get you arrested and you may be convicted and have a criminal record just for that it is not it is not worth it you are not allowed to temper or disconnect any power supply any water, any locks in your house with that person staying there, not paying you. There are processes to be followed. And the South African law, I've had so many investors complain that it protects tenants more than investors. But you it know how... It sounds like it does. Law, it does. It, it sounds does. Like it, it does. does. And for a good reason, the law has evolved over the years 
to protect the oppressed. That's how laws evolve. If, if, if you, you do something that is bad and there are court rulings and they set a precedence and uh, the government also realizes that many people who are poor, because the majority of people who cannot pay are the poor people, then they put regulations and legislations in place to protect these poor people. So it is the behavior of the owners that has contributed to that, even though we know that it is very unfair. I mean, I've spoken on another episode about someone may actually lose their house to the bank because Ntabda is sitting there and not paying anything. And now they're the ones who are being dragged throughout uh, uh, the courts to get those orders and their house, they are losing it. But you are sitting in that house enjoying it peacefully because the process of evicting can take up to two years so you will sit not getting any rental for two years tell me how many people can afford to be paying a bond of five thousand levies of two thousand rates of 500 rent on a property for two years when they are not getting any cent out of it and they must also pay legal fees from their own pocket in order to get that court order to evict those people and then afterwards they must come with the sheriff to do the actual eviction it's yeah it's the downside of property investment property investment yeah it really is so how how do people usually manage that risk in terms of not in terms of reaction because the most reactive steps that one could take we've already discussed and it seems well you don't have much recourse other than the court order that might take you two years. In terms of of preventing bad tenants from occupying your property, what 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 are some of the things that one can put in place and almost like screen out bad tenants? Yeah, um, the easiest thing uh, to do for owners, and that's if you don't have the time to focus a lot on your properties, get include a property professional to manage your property for you it is going to cost you but remember those costs that you pay to the property professional uh you get tax incentives for them so you're going to get that money back it's just that you're taking money from serfs and you're giving it to me uh i had an instance where i was managing a property for one of the uh high-end houses and the the rate that we charge is 10 percent and when he did the math he realized that he must give me six thousand a month for the next two years then he cancelled our agreement but i already found a tenant for him and i was like it's fine Uh, i let it go because i believe in in energies and 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 what you put out to the world will come back to you that tenant did not pay rent for two years for for two months i mean two months and The man was calling me that, hey, the tenant is not paying. And the tenant was screened. The tenant, we, we, we knew his track record. They've been staying at a property for 10 years and paying. But because they saw the situation, they could took advantage of it. That, oh, you don't want to pay the professional. You want to do this your way. I'm not afraid of you. But this guy <laughs> is a professional. You understand? I know the law. I know what to do. Uh, I have access to a legal team. So if if you don't do things by the book, I will make sure that we, 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 we speed up those processes and get you out. But 
you are just an owner you don't even know what does the law say now you're thinking of calling your uncles to take him out but you can't and you're a big executive now you can't have a, a criminal record so the easiest thing to do would be get someone to manage it unless if you are vested in it and you understand the game if you don't get someone and the person you get shouldn't just be any normal person they must have a track record and understand how things work and actually go and screen those tenants we screen them vigorously we check everything the incomes uh where they've been staying how did things end why are they moving uh we're checking in terms of the complaints on them because you get flagged if you don't pay rent for a long time because we do credit checks and all of those things so screening is important and you find that sometimes a client comes and they say no don't screen me but i want to get in and pay you would rather have your house empty than a client who doesn't want to be screened because they know they know what they're hiding and they will show you flames they may pay you in advance for five months for a year but they know they're going to live there and there's nothing you can do um so it's 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 very tricky when it comes to uh eviction of tenants but in the townships like i mentioned they operate by different rules that site uh, <laughs> and, and, they, and it's they no operate way. by the rules that I've, I've 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 just mentioned get five yes, guys yes kick this person out <laughs> no it is i i i know of a person who went uh said you know what i don't want to break the law but i want to fix my house a bit so they took out the windows and the door and just to to make life difficult you understand but <laughs> in, in, in the township things are, are flexible so people can have oh, man. just a thread so if you and did that in a suburb what would happen then you you'll break the law no, you're breaking the... I can call the police. If I'm a tenant, I'll call the police that this guy <laughs> is, is removing doors where I reside. Remember, I live here. That's my yeah. domicilium. Yeah. So, I live here. You are not allowed to come and just remove windows where I stay. The place must be habitable by a human being. So, a place without windows and doors, is it habitable? It's not breaking the law. You will get arrested at your own house. <laughs> wow, let's talk about um, maintenance who is responsible for for what when it comes to maintenance because you know sometimes we never know who is supposed to fix uh, the ceiling if it's falling apart or who is supposed to fix the door if the door is not working and oh, what happens when it comes to that what what is the the the, the right practice yeah the default setting is that wear and tear is the responsibility of the owner. Uh, as an owner, you are responsible to make sure that your house is in good condition. So if the ceiling is just falling off, because from after many years, the ceiling will just give in. Uh, you'll see that uh, this one must be replaced. And the owner must come and replace it. It's his property. Remember, you are just staying there, but at the end of the day, it's his. So he must make sure that when it comes to normal wear and tear, he's responsible for that. But now you've moved in here and tenants are very guilty of this uh, bad behavior. They burn people's cupboards. They they, they break the, the tiles, break windows. Like you, you'd think someone oh, is putting an effort to make yeah. sure that this house, it, 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 it gets dilapidated. And yeah. if it's such cases, 
then the tenant is responsible. You you are responsible for what you mess up because the other stuff was taken care of. You decided to come here to break the cupboards and they didn't just have wear, normal wear and tear. You broke those cupboards. So whatever it is that you, you break, you fix. You know, you know those stores where they write you break, you fix, even though it's yeah. legal. But <laughs> yeah, when you live in someone's house, you break, you fix. And... Yeah, and that's a huge contestation and I've seen it being abused by owners and managing agents when someone moves out because usually that's when that clause kicks in because the the owner wasn't coming to the property for the past three years. Now they get there and they realize the condition it's in. Sometimes it was just normal wear and tear, but there's a huge gray area on what is normal when here? What is Nintendo uh, actually broke it? So you'd find that you are being charged for silly things and they want to just to keep your deposit. They'll say, no, the walls have lots of fingerprints. We are painting the whole house and we are using our own supplier and the cost is 4000 Th- That's just someone being silly and taking your money. And the sad thing about it is that the money is sitting with them in their account. So uh, if you want to challenge it, you may go the legal route. The legal route is expensive. Do you really want to incur those? Chances not. So you just let it go. And yeah, it happens. Other times, it's actually the other way around. You have a tenant that has messed up the place to a point that they don't even care about their deposit because you don't even cover 10% of what they messed and they leave. It sounds oh, hectic. I, I, Tato, uh, I think you need to remind us how people can reach you because after all these things you've mentioned, you now I'm sure maybe maybe some people are facing those situations and yeah, circumstances no, and they they might need help here and there. Please remind us how people can reach you. Yeah. Um on Facebook, uh my page is property tips with Ntato, Instagram property tips with Ntato. On Twitter, most active on Twitter, uh it's Ntato Rabushaha. Uh, and then you can either WhatsApp our business, it's 081 or you can go to our website, www.wcngroup.co.za, or you can send me a direct email on ntatojr at wcngroup.co.za. Thanks for joining us, man. All the best. Thank you so much for having me, sir. Enjoy it, and uh, may your show grow to greater heights. You're doing a great thing. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank you for for listening, and you've you've heard it all. Um, if you want to, you know, invest in property, or you want to deal with issues of land, of of tenants and 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 so on, it's just best to use the the experts. I think that's an important takeaway from this episode. Remain inspired. Move all obstacles and mountains that stand in the way of your success and do not dare give up on yourself and your dreams thank you for joining us to consult reach us or subscribe to our newsletter please visit www.philiprampisa.com